As students around the country prepare to head back to school, they're getting the message at home probably, put your head down, study hard and go to university. But there's a growing number of people who think that university isn't always the answer. Nicholas Wyman is the CEO of the Institute for Workplace Skills and Innovation and author of a new book called Job You. He spent several years looking at governments around the world and how they're tackling technical training, vocational training, apprenticeships. Nicholas Wyman, good morning. Good morning, Frank. We've heard a great deal from Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull over the last few months about innovation and the ideas boom. Um, a lot of the focus is on universities and getting more kids into university, raising the education levels here in Australia of the population. Has the government got it wrong, in your view? Well, I think uh, any focus on innovation and uh, as I look around the world to the US and uh, how uh, manufacturing and advanced manufacturing is is having a rebound and you look at what's going on in Victoria, you know, uh, really the economy in Victoria is being propped up by um, the, the housing bubble. So I think that the challenge is that, you know, students are graduating from university with, you know, a solid footing in, uh, shall we say, theoretical subjects, but they have little to no exposure. Um, for the training and technical, you know, the practical skills which uh, are required in today's job. So we've got this mismatch. Okay, but you've got, we've got a mismatch, you say, and your theory is we're putting too many students into university. We should be putting them into skills, that this is the skills gap we've got. Well, we really need to look at where, um, you know, where Australia actually uh, needs skills. And for a lot of the government's... Um, uh, ambitions uh, to, to come true and uh, with some of your earlier guests this morning talking, uh, talking about suburbs and, and where people are going to live in this country, all these things are going to require skills um, to build new homes for people, to keep, uh, to keep housing renovations uh, affordable. We're going to need people coming through at all levels in our economy and we really do have this uh, myopic focus um, towards university pathways. So I'm very much saying that uh, there's nothing wrong with going to university if you know that's where you want to go and you know where it's going to lead. But for uh, people who uh, drift off to university hoping to get some careers advice, it's a very expensive way to find that out. Well, in this book, in fact, you say that a lot of the jobs, you know, people go to university thinking it'll give them a high-paid jobs and governments have told us that and that's the basis on which they've increased university fees and all of that because you earn more when you come out of uni than if you don't go to uni. But you're actually questioning that whole thesis, aren't you? You're saying there's a lot of very highly paid jobs that aren't, don't require university training and these jobs are often more secure in an economic downturn, which is kind of counter to, um, to, to the normal theory, isn't it? Well, uh, in fact, uh, uh, Head of Human Resources for uh, Penguin Random House announced last week that they no longer require candidates to have university mm. degrees. And he actually said uh, there's growing evidence that there's no simple correlation between having a degree and uh, future professional success. And it's not just Random House. Uh, Google, a university degree is not necessarily a requirement for employment uh, with Google. And they're looking uh, at new hires. Um, not having university degrees, um, they're evaluating candidates um, and looking for people who've got practical expertise, problem-solving ability um, and a willingness to learn. So, um, you know, the world is changing and I think employers are changing the way they're uh, employing people and that's having a huge impact. So if the answer isn't always university, here in Australia the other training option is generally vet training, TAFE or apprenticeships. And yet the numbers of Australian apprentices is dropping. Completion rates hover around a pathetic 45%. So we're not going strongly in that area either. 
Well, we definitely uh, have to do something and do something today to reverse this downward trend in, in apprenticeships, as you say. It's, uh, it's been a, a reliable and cost-effective uh, mechanism um, for developing labour talent. But, uh, you know, we've seen numbers uh, in 2014 and 15 alone drop by 200,000. So 200,000 less apprentices coming into our system and uh, and that's going to have an impact because on the other side of that coin, we have uh, employers, um, there was an institute of company director survey done uh, a couple of years back and more than half of responding company directors um, identified a skilled labour shortage as their main economic challenge. Well, so maybe they should pay their apprentices more. Is that the problem? The pay, a first-year apprentice, I think first-year mechanic earns less than $20,000 a year if you're living in a capital city. That's hard to live on. Is, is that the problem? You've had a look at what other countries are doing. What are they doing to, uh, to keep their apprentices? Well, I think there's no one simple solution. And if you look at what really is causing the decline, you know, some people point to the economic cycle. Some say that it's the uh, rate which apprentices are, are paid. Um, and some attribute it to the, the uh, past government's elimination of tax subsidies. But, uh, you know, each country is, is doing something different. But what we're seeing is in the UK and in the US, we're actually seeing a rapid growth in numbers. So in the UK, the numbers are going in the reverse to Australia. They've gone from four. Why? What are they doing that's, that's different? Well, they really have a focus on um, particularly um, attracting uh, young women into apprenticeships and traineeships. And we shouldn't um, discount the value of um, vocational pathways in traineeships. And I think that the traineeship model is something that's fairly unique to Australia. And I think it's something we really need to look at. Um, and so uh, what the UK is doing is, uh, I don't think it would go too well in Australia, I must tell you, but they've got an ambition to create 3 million apprentices by th 2020. And so the government has a plan there that uh, for employers who employ more than 250 people, beginning in uh, 2017, if you don't employ apprentices, you're going to have to pay a 0.5% levy on your payroll. So they're going to raise $3 billion. And uh, so I think it's either a, a use it or lose it type of solution. But uh, in the US, uh, the government has put in $200 million uh, to stimulate partnerships between employers um, and community. But uh, I don't think it's government's problem alone. I think that Australian employers really need to step up to the place and, and take a long-term commitment to skills. Nicholas Wyman, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Nicholas Wyman is CEO of the Institute for Workplace Skills and Innovation and author of a new book called Job You, published by Alan Unwin, all part of this discussion about, you know, what is the future and what education system do we need to design or, or redesign for the uh, economies of the future. It's 23 past eight on breakfast.